Father, everyone wants to sell us a brick instead of preaching your word. I pray that we would walk in the path of repentance that you have given us and be far from the path of the reprobate mind that you give to the heathen. I pray that we would be faithful to preach the same for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'd like to start off with welcoming two Christ First Family Farms who have joined gospeld.com, joined as contributors. So these two brothers have been gracious, supportive members, team members of Gospeld from the very beginning. So I will be looking forward to these two gentlemen's posts here, hopefully in the near future. Uh, One is Full Armor Farm and the other is Heritage Mountain Farm. And both of these brothers can be found in the About section of Gospel.com or andrewhorville.substack.com. At the bottom of that page, you will see their profiles. So I would ask that you would pray for them as they continue in their journeys and walks with the Lord and they share some of that with us. As they preach uh, the word of God and testimony in words. And I will begin today's episode, which is entitled Brick Dealers, number 308, with this. There is preaching and then there is preaching that God bids. There is a difference. And I invited these two gentlemen because I truly believe that they understand the difference. We continue our reading in the book of Jonah, chapter 3 and verse 2. Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. There's a difference. And the preaching that's limited to fluff and puff is not preaching from God. Berean Pulpit's been on a roll on Twitter. He's been sharing uh, some interesting tweets. One of those was from Joel Olstein. Joel Olstein says, on November 4th that you don't have to try to hide your scars. Be embarrassed by what you've been through. You can be at peace with your scars. Those scars are your testimony. Those scars are your your story. And I replied to this post with this. I am at peace with Christ. Christ is my testimony. Christ is my story. Christ is not a scar. Now, Jonah preached an unpopular message that would not last two seconds in the church of Joel. Jonah chapter 3 and verse 4, And Jonah began to enter into the city a day's journey, and he cried, and he said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Now, this was not good news, but yet this was the preaching that the Lord had bidden. And what happened? The people believed and repented. They didn't need any fluff and puff preaching. They just listened to what God had to say. And they responded accordingly. Jonah 3, 5, So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. Here we see that there was clearly repentance. Preaching that led to repentance. Yet I see Paula White, another tweet that was shared by Berean Pulpit on Twitter. 
Paula White Kane is her name. She just posted yesterday on November 3rd, 2022. This is your season of supernatural setups and divine connections, she says. I read this and immediately I think, what in the literal hell is this gibberish? God help us. We need a season of repentance. Here in Jonah 3.6, we see that even the rulers repented. For, for word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, and he laid his robe from him, and he covered him with sackcloth. And he sat in ashes. Do we see our rulers doing this today? Yet we're encouraged to vote for these unrepentant rulers. And they say if we don't, we're the ones sinning. Now it's evident that God bids preaching that includes repentance. The same preaching you do not hear from the fluff and puff preachers of our day. And the reason is that these certain preachers do not preach repentance, or even some of them go as far as to preach against repentance, is because they do not want to repent themselves. I saw an account called Gospel Quotes on Twitter who quoted Thomas Watson who said, Be more afraid of sinning than of suffering. Yet then we see uh, people such as Betty Nwabunike, who says you woke up with nothing in the next few hours alert alert will hit your account you will go to bed with millions claim it anything is possible Brian pulpit had uh, retweeted that and said what Kool-Aid are these Christians drinking to believe things like this and he's absolutely correct because there was amen after amen with emoji prayer emojis Brian says this who these who desire money, wealth, and power, etc., shall fall. And this goes for the same for the, the name it claim it Christian nationalism, who thinks that they're naming and claiming political dominion. I used to hear Baptists call the Presbyterians uh, the frozen chosen, and for some ironic reason, the frozen chosen are one of the ones leading. Uh, this modern Christian nationalism charge. What in the literal hell have you been doing the last 100 years, frozen chosen? Now all of a sudden you're taking dominion, eh? I'm asking for a Baptist friend. <laughs> no, it's not. It's funny, but it's not funny. And I don't care what you call yourself. If it does not include biblical repentance, it means nothing. Listen, my friends. Repentance is good. The people repented of sin and God repented from his wrath. It's good. One repentance is from evil unto righteousness. The other repentance is from judgment to grace. In both of these cases, we see that repentance is good. Why is it good? Because repentance is of the Lord. God leads us to repentance. God gives us repentance. Romans chapter 2 and verse 4, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. I'll say that, to, say that again. The goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. And then in 2 Timothy 2.25, In meekness instructing those 
that oppose themselves if God preadventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. So you either accept God's goodness or you accept his judgment. And God clearly gives people over to one of two R's, and that is repentance or reprobate. Romans 1.28, and even as they did not like to retain God and their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. So here we clearly see that God gives repentance or he gives a reprobate mind. I know which path that I'm choosing. I don't know about you, but I pray that it will be repentance. Yet so-called preachers, fluff and puff preachers will tell you that if you do not vote, you are sinning. These same preachers that do not preach repentance. What is voting without repentance? I'll tell you what it is. It's a reprobate mind. And this is clear in that we keep getting reprobate rulers regardless of what political party they come from. Todd Starnes had posted a picture of a preacher by the name of Jeffries who says Christians who stay at home and don't vote, that's a sin. No, what is a sin is to keep voting for these same reprobates who do not repent, who have torn down every aspect of our society. You're not going to just name it and claim it, Christian nationalists. The Lord builds and men tear apart. We read in our psalm this morning in 127, Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It's these same reprobates that keep destroying not only our society, but even down to the very womb and our children. This same psalm says, Lo, children are in heritage of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. And speaking of these enemies, these enemies are the antithesis of this psalm. The Antichrist who worshiped the destruction of, of the womb and the destruction of life. So to all those who refuse to repent, you can take this to the fluff and puff bank. Jonah 3, 1. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, It's here that we see that God is gracious when it comes to giving repentance. He's merciful. Does he need to say something more than once? No, but he does, because he's a long-suffering and gracious and merciful God. Praise be to his holy name. But he says more than once, repent. And you can trust in the social media gods who refuse this repentance to your own peril if you want. Going back to Jonah 2.8, they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. They forsake their own repentance. And as for the mainstream social media that continually drives people to forsake their own mercy, this includes Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. They're all useless to me. They are all paid to play. And even if you pay, you probably are just paying for bots to see your content. I don't know how much I've given in my lifetime total to these mainstream outlets. 
uh, at the very least, 100 bucks, but not no more. And by the way, there's talk of a verification fee for the Bird Social Network. I'm not buying it. And to boot, I removed my verification from my Gab profile, mainly so I can change the page name to what I want, when I want. They had it set up where verified users on Gab are restricted from changing page names without going through the Gab support team. So I just told, sent them an email, told them to remove it. And I'll tell you this, my friends, social media verification means nothing. Verified by Christ means everything. And that's the point that I want to make. I also want to make a point concerning these brick dealers found throughout mainstream social media that mainstream social media is the greatest make us brick without straw scam known to man. Where people willingly slave for free and then the slave masters have the audacity to make their slaves pay for others to see their work. I'm not doing it. You can join me at andrewhorville.substack.com or gospel.com. That's where I will be posting my work. And I will be and I will be sticking and moving as the Lord bids on mainstream social media because the only voluntary slavery you're going to find me volunteering for is found in First Corinthians seven, twenty two through twenty four. For he that is called in the Lord being a servant is the Lord's freeman. Likewise, also he that is called being free is Christ's servant. You are bought with a price. Be you not the servants of men. Brethren, let every man wherein he is called therein abide with God. In other words, no need to be the servants of the brick dealers called mainstream social media. Be a servant of Christ. And where he tells you to go, go. Where he bids, obey. Because this is the only slavery where men are truly free. Even Jonah found freedom within this captivity as he called out to God from the belly of hell. A belly of hell does not stop a man of God from praying or repenting. It only intensifies it. Jonah chapter 2 verse 1 and 2. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. I got a question for you. Who cast Jonah from the ship into the belly of hell, men or God? Jonah chapter 2 and verse 3, For thou hadst cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compassed me about all thy billows, and thy waves passed over me. So here we see that the key word is thou. And if you are still scratching your head, I will answer the question for you. This thou is none other than God. So remember this next time you see someone in a government office that you do not like. I saw where Todd Starnes had posted another post on Twitter, a linked article, and he says Biden is not fit to hold office. So all I would have to say is remember this. The next time you see someone in office that you do not like, remember who cast Jonah into the sea. Remember who puts these reprobate rulers into place. 
We know that Psalm 75, 6 through 7 says, For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south, but God is the judge. He put it down one, and he setteth up another. God is clearly in control of the ship. God is clearly in control of the seas. Which brings me to another question. What part of salvation is contingent upon you? Now, before you answer... Let us read Jonah chapter 2 and verse 9. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed salvation is of the Lord. And if you're still scratching your head, I'll answer once again. None. Zero. Zilch. Salvation is all of God. Our responsibility is just to be thankful. This thankfulness is an exercise of faith that believes. It is an exercise of faith that repents. It is an exercise of faith that works to accomplish God's holy will. And then some say, well, well, what about the, the sin of my life? Listen, I do not care what sin you have committed in this life. None other than the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost can prevent you from turning to Christ in repentance for eternal forgiveness. Jonah chapter 2, verse 5 and 6, The waters compassed me about even to the soul. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped about my head. I went down to the bottom of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. Yet hast thou brought me up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. We turn to Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this is why the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost is the only roadblock sin. Matthew 12, 31. Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven you, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And I'll tell you, men of faith, they do not blaspheme the Holy Ghost. Men of faith, repent. Jonah 2, 4, Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. So where are we supposed to look? To Mr. Joel? To the scars of the past or to the holy temple? Read the Bible already. Now, do men of faith become weary and and faint? Of course we do. But then what do we do? Jonah 2, 7, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, not my scars. I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, into thy holy temple. Is your soul faint at the moment, my friend? Remember the Lord. Call out to him right now by faith. This is the rent that is due for a landlord that is worthy. Jonah 2.9, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have vowed salvation is of the Lord. Praise be to his holy name. And then guess what? The Lord delivered Jonah. The Lord delivered Jonah. He didn't sell him bricks. He delivered him with his great salvation. Praise be to his holy name. Jonah 2.10, And the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. Just like that. No brick dealers required.
Speaking of brick dealers, I just came across a November 3rd tweet from Kanye West, his Twitter account, Yay Kanye West. He he quotes John 1919 and Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross and the writing was Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Now this was the caption to a Irving who is a basketball star that seems to be facing some sort of Antichrist, anti-Semite tribunal. What a day we're living in. Listen to the clip. What you guys have, felt? I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. I think what people want to hear, though, is yes or no on that question. Yes or no. I, I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Psalm 127, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of the mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. I pray that this episode of Gospeled was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.